Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 20 of High Character. UMass is moving on in the Hockey East playoffs uh, with a 4-2 win over Providence in the quarterfinals. They're on to the semifinal at the TD Garden next Friday, and we are here to talk all about it. My name is Cameron, and I'm here with my good pal, Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? Ooh, the vibes are quite different this time around. We're, we're breaking <laughs> the losing streak. We uh, definitely are leaving Mullins for the season on a high note. Doesn't get much better than that, does it? No, not at all. Well, it'll get better at the Garden, hopefully. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, like Evan said, last game of the year at the Garden. Um, I am just really happy that we were able to send the seniors out uh, with some the biggest round of applause they could get. Uh, a big win. Uh, it was just great to see that for sure. Um, yeah. What are your initial thoughts on the on the game we saw tonight? I mean, I'm not going to lie, it was a little scary. I mean, it, it definitely – we got out to a really good start, but just as the game kind of wore on, like those shot totals for Providence were just ramping up throughout the course of the whole game. And it was definitely something just like looking up at the at the screen every now and then, looking at the shots on goal difference. I'm like, oh, guys, a <laughs> little unsustainable. Like uh-huh. Murray's a beast, but I don't know how much longer he can hold out for. And lo and behold – Man can hold out. <laughs> like he he did his thing tonight. Yeah, he was an absolute brick wall. I mean, couldn't be happier for him. Like his last game in the Mullen Center, like he he leaves it out on a high note. It kind of reminds me of uh what Lekis did for Vermont <laughs> in in the last game that we had seen. I think it was in the 2019 season. Um, dude puts up like 45 saves almost in a shutout. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he managed to lose it. I think with like a minute left. Obviously Murray. Had a much different experience. Got a nice, you know, little tick mark in the W column, which is quite good. But, uh, yeah, what a way to end it. You know what I mean? Like, the whole senior class, I think, played quite well tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the, the real star of the show was Matt Murray. And it definitely felt good knowing that last weekend, like, BC had their really hot goalie and really did something, you know, for them. So, for us to kind of turn around and have that exact same type of feeling – it's massive. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that game you were mentioning with Lekas was 2020. That was the COVID shortened uh, season, but oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it just a phenomenal performance uh, from a lot of people on the team for sure. Um, yeah. So I guess we can just jump right into this game. Tell you guys uh, what happened. So um, one of my notes, it seemed like, Providence had a lot of pressure early. Uh, definitely got the the heartbeat going for us, um, especially with the the struggles recently of the team. And then uh, it didn't take too too long. Five minutes into the game, Josh Lopina found himself in a lot of space uh, out in front of the blue line. Kind of stepped into one and uh, sniped one home for one nothing lead. Yeah, kind of. I mean, this was just an unbelievable wheel. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Josh Lopina is such a good skater. That's kind of one of the things that we noticed, at least when he was a freshman, like he's very quick. He can get to the puck, you know, do things with the puck. And in this, you know, play, he basically has had a ton of space. He was yeah. just able to wheel snipe and selly. Like that's literally all it is. Like that's kind of a, a cliche quote. I feel like a lot of people tend to throw around in the hockey world, but it's exactly what he did. Like there's really no way getting around it. Um, a lot of traffic in front of the net definitely helped his case. It was a really well-placed shot. But we know that Stauber's a solid tendy. Like, he, mm-hmm. he could definitely make that save if he saw the puck the whole way. Um, 
but we game plan correctly. We definitely had guys in front of the net, which was huge. And puck got tucked into the, the far left corner, I think it was. So yeah. Great shot, great play overall. Love yeah. to see it. Definitely huge to get the lid off of off of the goal early on in this game. Uh, and then it continued uh, pretty shortly after. UMass went to the power play, their only power play of the game, um, eight minutes into the first period. And then uh, Josh Lopina found himself in front of the net again. Uh, Moro shot one from the point, and Lopina tipped it home. A really, really fancy tip in for, for Lopina. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the first time we've seen almost this exact same play. Um, I don't remember exactly what game it was in, but I know a couple weeks ago we saw almost an identical goal. I think mm-hmm. it's a set play that Carvel and the rest of the coaching staff kind of has drawn up for them. Um, kind of all starts with Moro up along that left point. Um, such a creative guy with the puck, you know what I mean? Like we know yeah. the types of playmaking abilities that he has and completely on full display in this goal. Um, he just knows how to find people. You know, like that's the beauty, I think, of our power play is that all five people on that first power play are just so skilled. Mm-hmm. Like we have Ufko and Moro up on the point, like two, they, they could literally quarterback almost any power play on any team in the nation right now. Like that's just mm-hmm. how good they are. Um, and yeah, I mean, Lopina just always seems to find this little pocket in the, in like the mid slot like that, because he kind of tends to just find the soft spot there. It seems like, a lot of teams don't really collapse in on the point. They're either down low, like towards the net, or they're up high trying to pressure our, our, um, our defenseman. And he just finds that soft spot and just tips it home. It was a beautiful pass by Moro, beautiful tip in by Lapina. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, it's just something that we've seen so often already. So it's not even a surprise at this point. So it's a great design play. I think, you know, mm. it's going to work on other teams as well. I don't see it stopping anytime soon because it's just such a good play. Yeah, it's not something you'd, you'd picture in your mind if you hear a tip-in goal off a shot mm-hmm. from the point. Uh, it was Lopina kind of halfway between the blue line and the goal there, and it looks like more of a, a, a pass from Moro that Lopina just kind of redirects and it goes in the top corner of the net, just a really pretty uh, tip-in there. And then uh, that was it for scoring in the first period, but we did have a moment uh, about 14 minutes into the first period where Anthony Del Caiso had laid quite the hit on um, a Providence player, knocked him out for the rest of the game. And there was question of whether this was going to be a five-minute major um, or just the two-minute roughing call that was initially called. Didn't end up being a major. Uh, I just wanted to know your thoughts on that hit and if you think there's any chance of any kind of discipline for that going forward. Yeah, I mean, just to preface this, Anthony Del is a big hockey guy. <laughs> like, yeah. holy crap, this man, he's an absolute animal. Um, he had a similar incident, I believe, against Vermont, where I think it was a charging call, where he just just completely bulldozed a guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's just his, his style of play. And, man, just he's physical. Um, and I respect that. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. You need guys like that that are going to make those types of big physical plays. Um, but this hit – live I was thinking like okay maybe could have been some sort like I'm thinking immediately like okay was there head contact because you see him dude like the guy on Providence that got destroyed was basically on the ground seemingly unconscious like I'm sitting here thinking like holy crap like this man's career might have just been ended like that's nuts you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I was I was a bit worried frankly (laughs) like it was he didn't look very good but um Obviously, I wasn't able to see like a live replay in the moment. I think I had a buddy of mine text me a video a couple couple minutes later, 
And when I was re-looking at it, it didn't seem that bad. Like, I think the thing that kind of confused me the most is that they made it a two-minute roughing call. Like, it seems like in most cases, if you're reviewing for a major, like a five-minute major, it's usually for straight-up head contact, and it seems pretty cut and dry. Like, mm-hmm. if there's head contact that you're looking for, you're either – there is head contact, and you're getting the five minutes, and most likely the game, or there's no head contact, and it's not even a penalty. So I'm curious to see where they kind of found the middle ground there to call it a two-minute penalty. Instead, it kind of seems like it's one or the other, not something in between. Mm. Um, I thought that was a little weird. I don't personally see any sort of later discipline, in my opinion. It was just – I mean, it's an unfortunate hit. I mean, it sucks that the guy got injured, but, like, that's a hockey play. You know what I mean? Like, there was no major intent to injure. I don't think that there was a crazy, like – shoulder to head contact you just you just caught the guy you know what i mean like that's a hit so maybe i'll have to take another look at it but i've taken a couple looks at it already and that's kind of my initial thoughts mm-hmm. um it seemed like the general sentiment was very split on twitter mm-hmm. from what i could tell so maybe people are going to agree maybe people won't that's the beauty of the sport you know what i mean yeah. Never, not everything's going to be you know perfectly one-to-one but that's that's my thoughts on it yeah, I think we're kind of both of the opinion that this wasn't worthy of a major, which in turn not worthy of uh, further discipline from the league on that. You're right about the the split um, opinions online. So we'll see how that is, uh, how that plays out in the upcoming week. But definitely hope there is no uh, discipline taken by Hockey East. Thought it was pretty funny. We saw we ended up getting a picture of that player sitting in the stands with his mom during during the rest of the game, which was just just a funny picture. That's um, weird. Yeah. So yeah, that ended the first period two to two nothing UMass um, in a period that Providence led in shots and um, possession for sure, and that's a trend that continued into the second and third period. Um, Providence got some, some quality chances, some kind of scary moments. And then, um, seven minutes in to the second period, Bobby Trevino, you've seen it so many times before. And what is his final goal at Mullen center, um, skates in and, and snipes one five hole on the goalie to make it three, nothing. It seems like most of the time when, when Bobby scores these types of goals, he's either like getting a bunch of speed up along the wing and just blowing past his man. Mm-hmm. But this time he took like the complete inverse and he just said, I'm going to let the, the defenseman just stay right in front of me. And I'm just going to make an insane shot. Like it was, it was very reminiscent of John Leonard for me. Um, just his ability to just wrangle the puck, do this crazy toe drag BS and then just mm-hmm. nip it five hole. It's like, what dude like you know what i mean like it's just you're sitting there it feels like you're playing nhl 22 like the it's it's just it's crazy to see live you know what i mean like just knowing that one player can have that much of an influence just on what seems like a fairly simple play like most of the times when other people try those sorts of plays it's either a weak little shot that's probably going to go off their pad and redirect into the corner or it's going to get blocked by the defenseman and he managed to do, I think I'd call it a, like, it's not even a five hole. It's a 10 hole at that point. Like <laughs> he put it, I think through the defenseman's legs and through the goalie's legs all in one fell swoop. Like that's nuts. Like the, the amount of power he was able to generate in such a short little motion like that. It's Bobby, man. It's Bobby Trevino. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it, it sucks that we're not going to be able to say that much longer. Like I, it hurts my heart, man. I, know. I, I don't want him to go anywhere. He's so I know. good. 
Yeah, he he pulled off a move that you pull on me quite a bit in NHL 22 <laughs> with the toe drag. Uh, yeah, Evan haunts me in that game. It's pretty bad. But yes, that made it three nothing. Um, and then 14 minutes into this into the second period, PC gets one back. Uh, little tip in, make it three one. That Murray didn't really have a chance on. Just classic shot from the point, tip in goal. Yeah, Riley Duran is a freaking. He's like the haunting ghost of Mullins. Like mm-hmm. I think he scored on us three. I think he has three goals against us this season in Mullins. Um. Mm-hmm. I think in that 2-1 loss a, a little while ago, I think he scored both of them in that game as well off the top of my head. Um, he's just nuts at Mullins, you know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of his thing. Um, this goal, it didn't really seem like anything, like, crazy skill. Like, obviously, the hand-eye coordination was nuts to tip that out like that. It was, you know, a really solid play by him. But it was unfortunate because we kind of – I don't want to say that we saw it coming, but, like – just with all the zone time that they had and all the shots that they were getting on, it just kind of seemed like a case, at least in my mind, it was like, something's got to get through eventually. Like love Murray to death. The man played his absolute balls off tonight. Like (laughs) there's no way around that. Like excuse, excuse the language, but it has to be said, like the man's unbelievable, but everybody's human at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And that was, that's, that's a tough play. Again, bodies out in front, a tip almost, you know, four feet away from him these things are going to happen. Um, you know, hats off to Riley Duran, solid tip. You know what I mean? It was a very tippable shot by, I'm going to go it on a limb and say it was Max Crozier. I'm looking off the, uh, I'm looking at the, the yep. box score here. You got it. But yeah, I mean, it's an unfortunate, you know, circumstance. I think they were up to like 30 shots at that point. So you're yeah. thinking like, okay, whatever. His, his save percentage drops to a 960 instead of a perfect, you know, <laughs> like, okay, fine. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, Again, it's just one of those things that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, UMass uh, took this 3-1 lead into the locker room, and uh, Providence definitely peppered in some more high-quality chances near the end of that second period. Like you said, the shot total was huge, but um, Matt Murray and UMass able to keep it at one. And as we move into the third, uh, UMass got a couple couple calls pretty early in the period. One was a cross-check from Matt Kessel, which he, he probably deserved it. Yeah. Um, the other was a hooking call on uh, Oliver McDonald, which he definitely didn't deserve it. That was a really ticky tacky call. But uh, yeah, those those uh, penalties didn't really mean much in the end. Providence didn't score off them. Uh, overall, UMass penalty kill today was really good. Um, and then all the way down to 1739 of the third period. Providence had their goalie pulled down too, and Calkey Fuke shot one the full length of the ice to to make it four one, which was a a big release from the the crowd at Mullins, just a really big moment. Yeah, that was what like 170 feet, 180 feet at yep. least. Like that was, uh, man, was a sniper on that one. Like that yep. was just from from the whole length. But yeah, I mean, we were just kind of absorbing the pressure at that point. It seemed like, um, yeah, when you know they were already doing very well in our offensive zone with only five people. So then when they put that six guy in there, we're kind of just like, guys, just get it out, just get it out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I don't even remember exactly what happened, but just we found a little tiny lull in the play. Like we were able to chip it off of somebody and, you know, Keith Fuke had maybe two or three seconds to kind of wrangle the puck. And we said, all right, no one's going to block it. I'm going to shoot it down and went in. It was a great shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, you really can't say anything else towards it. I think it was just a well-worked, you know, you get a little, you know, you absorb the pressure really well. Murray was standing on his head at that point. Like they had at least two or three kind of clear cut cross creasers and, 
Murray just kind of shut the door. Like, mm. again, I can't say enough about Matt Murray this game. Like, he he was the guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's going to kind of, you know, spoiler alert, I think for some of our awards, we might be <laughs> talking about Murray a little bit. Like, the man was just on a new level tonight. Um, But, yeah, no, great, great goal by Kifu. But I think, you know, it says unassisted on the box score. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got to give at least a little stick tap to Murray just for not letting in anything during that absolute onslaught. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after that key few goal, uh, Providence was able to to net one back in the, the final minute or two. Uh, just kind of a, a greasy chance, a couple rebounds, like puck bouncing in front. Uh, not really a big deal. It made the score four to two, and that's, uh, that's how it stayed. That was the final score, four to two UMass. For the second year in a row, UMass ends Providence season. And, uh, yeah, just a, a really good effort from, from everybody involved in, uh, in the advancing game in this Hockey East playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Um, needed, needed that win, obviously. Like, there's, gonna, there's not going to be any sort of easy games at this point. Um, I think Providence played really well, all things considered. Like, you don't play a bad game and then put up 47 shots. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You don't, you don't do that. So they, they played their hearts. So, you know, fair play to them. Um, but we just, we were just better, <laughs> you know, like there's no yeah. way to say it. we were just better. So, you know, stick taps to the guys, you know, they really made a point today. They, it was a statement win. You know, we, we definitely did what we had to do tonight and I couldn't be prouder. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking in our, um, our preview episode, how this, game was very important, not just in the hockey East playoffs, but in the national scene as well. Um, UMass put themselves on the bubble with those two losses to BC. And with this win, they move up to 11th in the pairwise. And it seems like this pretty much cements a trip to the national tournament for UMass, which is just awesome. Yeah. It's all but guaranteed. Yeah. It's all but guaranteed at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, super happy to be able to say that you know what I mean and not kind of feel this pit in my stomach where I'm like I might be lying like yeah you know we, we're never gonna lie on this podcast but it just it, it's, it's kind of a weight off the shoulders you know what I mean like all things considered like obviously we want to focus on the hockey's tournament for right now we don't want to look too far ahead to a national tournament but it's it's definitely relieving you know where we're not just kind of sitting here saying well what if what if like it seems yeah. like those what ifs are kind of out the window now we can just focus on whatever straight ahead, which is awesome. Yeah, for sure. And we're definitely going to get into the um, where UMass goes from here, uh, the future of the Hockey East playoffs in a little bit, but just wanted to to wrap this game up with our awards. So uh, the first award that we give out on High Character is the CCC Carvel's Character and Compete Award. And I don't think uh, anybody deserves it more tonight than Matt Murray with just a phenomenal performance. He had 45 saves um, and they were all pretty evenly spread out to 16 in the first 12 in the second 17 in the third. Uh, he really stood on his head tonight and stole this game when UMass desperately needed it for sure. He was unbelievable. There's no other way to put it. Like, I think that was one of his best performances in my recent memory. Um, he just, he did what he had to do. Like, it just seemed like the puck went to him instead of him going to the puck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he was just always positionally sound. The puck just always found the middle of his chest. He had a couple of saves where he had three bodies in front and the puck's going far corner and his glove would just 
like he was like possessed like the puck was, like <laughs> like the glove just said all right i'm going here like this this is it like he was just unreal tonight um and i think it was definitely kind of like a poetic sense of his entire like umass career like mm-hmm. he was just so rock steady his whole career here and this just kind of was the icing on the cake you know what i mean like he really deserved this type of performance i wish it was a shutout you know what i mean like that would have been perfect mm-hmm but just he did exactly what he had to do and then some you know what i mean he went above yeah. and beyond tonight um yeah like matt murray was the guy um i definitely do want to give an honorable mention to this award for lopina mm-hmm. he was nuts tonight you know what i mean like i don't want to just completely like disregard man had three points tonight two goals and an apple like he he was nuts just you know just as well so want to give a, a quick little stick tap to, to lopina i think he yeah. had a really great game as well but I think, I think tonight was the Matt Murray show. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't get this type of performance and not expect some sort of plaudits for it. Like any, any saves, you know, like a save number in the forties and you win a game, like what the hell dude, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's an incredible goalie performance. So well done to Matt Murray tonight. Yep. And the guy said it himself. He loves stopping pucks. Uh, And he got some praise from everybody after this one, Carvel uh, Providence's coach. Uh, so big performance for Murray in his last ever game at Mullins. And it really, really makes you feel good. The guy's shown up uh, every single time UMass has leaned on him in his whole career. It's just uh, impressive. And he'll go down in UMass history for sure. People will be talking about Matt Murray for years and years to come. 100%. Awesome. So our next award that we give out is the Good Try UMass Award, uh, who we think could use some improvement going forward uh i think i think we're gonna cop out of this one a little bit and the good try umass award is going to the refereeing crew tonight not because of the calls i think they were okay with that um they just had a tough night a lot of them were getting hit by the pucks a lot of them falling down uh we saw one ref looked like he might need to get removed from the game at one point they just was not there night tonight uh outside of the the hockey aspects and the call aspects yeah no one of the refs got crunched in the corner it was like a life alert commercial like <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up like he was having a tough time a linesman it wasn't even Briganti this time I think we've I think we've talked about Briganti trying to drop the puck yeah. before but I forget I think it was both it was I think one of them was Murray not to be confused with the god tier goalie Matt Murray mm. but there were there was a linesman his last name was Murray and then the other one I don't remember at this point but they just, it seemed like literally during every single face-off, they felt the need to raise their hand at one point or another, like for one of the teams. And I'm like, just drop the damn puck, dude. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's pretty minute in the grand scheme of things, but it's just annoying as a fan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it seems like they're trying to fake them out. Like they'll do like, uh, uh, you gotta be quicker than that. Like you gotta, you gotta get the drop. Like, come on, like just be normal. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just be a functioning human being for once, but yeah, it's it's not a it's not a massive thing in the grand scheme of things, but just the refs in general having a tough night. You know what I mean? Like refs are getting yeah. in the way for both teams. You know what I mean? I can't just say it's a UMass thing. It was yeah. both teams. They were dropping the puck weird for both teams. This isn't meant to be a complaint. It was just something that we found rather humorous, just in you know throughout the entire game. Yeah, yeah, and a big win like that. We we don't really want to take anything away from from UMass. They did their job. They're moving on, but refs. 
figure it out, man. Like, <laughs> it feels like an ESPN segment. Like, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I hate when they pump the linesman pump fake on the faceoffs. It's just like, we're not here to see you guys. Like, come on, just drop it about the, the players. Not, don't make it about yourselves. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that is our good try, UMass award. Figure it out, Hockey East. Uh, we feel like we say that every episode. Of course. <laughs> our uh, our third award is a custom award and for this game the custom award is it's not all about the points and this award is going to jerry harding um he was phenomenal today i think we were watching him at both ends he was flying up and down the ice he had a a diving save on a breakaway like guy was all over and, and making himself his presence felt on the ice without getting on the score sheet Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like we tend to do these custom awards on a game-by-game basis, but I Mm -hmm. think this one kind of does encompass the whole season for him. Um, He's been a huge energy guy, like very speedy all the time. Man gets back on the back check. Like, those are the kind of little things that tend to go a little bit more unnoticed by a lot of people. And I think, you know, me and you, we were heading back to – when we were heading back home in the car, like, we just had to say something about it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. he he deserves it. Um, I mean, even playing fourth-line minutes, but, you know – Clearly his job isn't meant to be that big point, you know, score, you know what I mean? He's meant to do other things and he does those other things a lot. You know, he, he's very good at what he does. Um, always tends to have speed inside the neutral zone, you know, even just to play chip and chase hockey, but like he just always provides energy, speed, effort, you know, compete. That's <laughs> it. Like, like that's, that's the term. The man is a competitor. Yeah. Like he's just, he's always out there. Um, it seems like he doesn't really get a lot of recognition, at least from what I can see on Twitter. So it's not all about the points for him. Man, I don't think had a single point this season, but by God, was he a contributor to this team. And he's going to continue to be throughout the rest of these playoffs because you need people that fill in his role. Yeah, absolutely. We we just wanted to use this as kind of an opportunity to, to showcase him. And he's not talked about because he's much because he's not on that score sheet, like you said. But uh, we... <laughs> Harding, if you're listening to this, we see your effort and we appreciate it. We love to see that game in and game out. And it'll be huge down the stretch uh, for sure against these uh, opponents that get better and better as we move along. Yeah, I think I think to act like one of the cool kids and kind of fit in with uh, today's, you know, speech or whatever. He's understood the assignment, I think. I think (laughs) is I think is how the cool kids say it nowadays. Um, You know, he just he knows his role and he does it so well. Yeah, absolutely. So those are our our three awards for this quarterfinal matchup. And I think this is going to be our most important out-of-town scoreboard that we've had this season. Uh, The other quarterfinal games today for Hockey East. So um, first one, Merrimack took on UMass Lowell in Lowell. And Lowell 7-2 beat them. Uh, That was an eye-popping score, especially for a playoff game. I uh, didn't expect that out of Merrimack, but unfortunately their season is done. Um, BU played UConn in Hartford and y- UConn won three to one. So uh, effectively ends BU season as well. And Northeastern played Boston College at Matthews Arena and they got a little bit of a scare, but Northeastern won three to two. So all of the favorites tonight moved on. So uh, the one through four seeds will be in the semifinals at the garden um, UMass will play UMass Lowell. That's going to be the second game, the seven 30 game on next Friday. And then UConn will play Northeastern. It'll be the, the four o'clock game. So uh, 
interesting with all the parity in Hockey East that we've seen this year that there has not been one upset so far in this whole tournament. Yeah, it's super weird to me. Like, I feel like just over the course of the past couple of weeks, like you tend to see a lot of really tightly contested games and then upsets, like especially in UMass's case toward the end of the season, unfortunately. But it's just, I think there's just something about playoff hockey where the real good teams just step it up and they really show their quality. And I think that's what's happened so far. Mm. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Um, not the, it's not the hockey East that we're used to seeing, I guess, I guess a lot of people are thinking it's like a down year for hockey East, but uh, the teams that are in it now, UMass, uh, Northeastern, Lowell and UConn are all like pretty evenly matched. Like these, these last three games of this tournament, I, I feel like can go either way. Um, you got to assume UMass has their spot in the national tournament locked up. Uh, but these other three teams, UConn, Lowell, Northeastern, they are fighting for their lives still at the moment. So uh, it's definitely going to be some good hockey next weekend for sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every team, and again, this is mainly because it's the playoffs now, but every team's desperate. You know, like, mm-hmm. just, they have all to play for. You know, they still have a bunch of stuff to prove. It's not like anybody can just phone it in. It's the damn playoffs. Like, this is what they play for. So mm-hmm. you're always going to see the best version of every team. Um, and it's going to make for some damn good hockey. You know what I mean? Like, Hockey East has been a very solid conference all season long. You know, I think, like, I, I think I mentioned it before. I think at one point we had five or six of our teams ranked in the top mm-hmm. 20. Like, that's nuts. You know, like, a lot, of, a lot of other conferences you tend to see, they're very either top-heavy or bottom-heavy. But we just have quality throughout the board, and it's, it's showing at this point. Yeah. Um, Hockey East is just a very, very, very competitive conference, and anything can happen. So who knows what we're going to see next weekend. I'm praying to God it's going to be some, some UMass wins. Um. And I don't see why it wouldn't be because we're a damn good hockey team, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a treat for sure for everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. Like I mentioned before, uh, UMass is going to get Lowell in the semifinal game. And uh, if BC were to pull it out against Northeastern tonight, UMass would be playing BC. I'm wondering if you uh, between those two possible opponents had uh, somebody who you'd rather play Lowell or BC if you had the choice, I mean, it's going to sound kind of weird, but I'd rather play Lowell right now. Like mm-hmm. just historically throughout the season, I think we took what seven of nine points out of Lowell. Yep. We haven't done that against BC. <laughs> like, <laughs> We've not done that. <laughs> I, I, you know, we're just, we're just a better team against Lowell so far this season. Like just historically, I mean, those were obviously extremely tightly contested games as well. Um, again, no, no game is going to be a cakewalk unless, you know, like Vermont was kind of a cakewalk, but <laughs> It's, it's Vermont. So that, that's yeah. fine. But yeah, no, I just think at this point we've, I think what we've got up to this point has been the best possible opponent for each round. Like I think against Providence, we had a very good chance of doing something good against them. Um, and it worked out, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of other teams that I'm a lot more scared of than Providence that we could have possibly faced. And luckily we didn't, I think the same is true about this opponent. Like, I'd much rather play Lowell than Northeastern or UConn at this point. Mm. Um, I think like Northeastern is just on a very good run right now. They've been very good the past couple of weeks. Their goaltending is just stellar. Devin Levi is an absolute nutcase in net. Um, man, just like I, when he played against us um, at UMass, like 
that guy was just like he was weird like he's weirdo <laughs> the, the man like all right goalies by default the general stereotype is that they're absolute not jobs anyway but this man brings it to a whole new level like he he's just sitting there meditating in the middle of a game like i get it it's working for him <laughs> like he's playing out yeah. of his mind but like you know, you got to see that at some point. Like, if you're on the other team and you're just seeing this man, like, literally just sitting in a prayer pose, like, in the middle of your crease, and he's putting up 60 safe shutouts, like, I don't know. Like, it must yeah. be a little bit demoralizing. Like, it's, it's crazy to look at. But, um, yeah, so Northeastern is cracked. Like, they've, they've had a very good end to their season, and they're playing very well right now. So, obviously, I'd rather play them as late as humanly possible. Um, yeah. And then UConn. We played pretty solid, you know, like it was kind of weird that we took their their home game and they took our home game. A little mm-hmm. weird, but I still think we have enough quality to beat them. But again, it's an equally tough series. But just throughout the course of the season, historically, we've done the best against Lowell. So mm-hmm. that's why I want to play them. Yeah. Yeah. Look for uh, Northeastern or, or UConn if UMass is able to move on. For the time being, the focus is on Lowell. Um, we're playing them on Friday. And we have the later game. So 7.30, I don't think there's any excuse for any UMass fan to not be in the building for this one. Got to show the little brother Lowell uh, that the sheer difference. Like we know UMass uh, is bigger uh, in terms of alumni base and fans and stuff like that. We got to show it on Friday. And I think if it's anything like the 2019 semifinal at the Garden, UMass fans are going to show up and this could be a really, really fun game to be at for sure against uh, what a lot of people would say is our, our biggest rival. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think that's really all that questionable. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the, the, the UMass connection right there should be plenty. Um, I kind of found it funny that the two um, matchups were Huskies versus Huskies and then the two UMass schools, like that's yeah kind of funny to me. Um, I don't know. Well, obviously it wasn't intentional because that's just how the, the seating worked out. It's not like they picked the games, but yeah. I still thought it was, it was very interesting to note. Um, and they're both going to be super, super hotly contested games. Um, I think UConn is going to give Northeastern a, a very good showing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, they're there for a reason. There's, there's no other way to state it. Um, but if I, if I had to give a prediction, I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be UMass versus Northeastern in the final. Ooh, okay. I th- and I think I think it's going to be kind of this weird little like regular season championship grudge match type thing. Yeah. So, um, obviously that would require both teams to not be upset, and that means that there would be no upsets in the entire tournament up until that final. But we're going to break that curse in the final game. That curse will be broken. And I love every, it. Everybody's gonna be talking about it the whole time. They're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Like all these upsets. Oh no, no upsets this time. But we're gonna we're gonna get that, and it's gonna be one of those crazy Cinderella stories. Freaking, you know, confetti falling everywhere. It's not gonna be a Cinderella story because we're just a better team anyway. But obviously, in the eyes of the media, it's a little bit different. You heard it here first, folks. UMass uh, over Northeastern in the final, uh, and we'll obviously have much more about the semifinal matchups in our hockey East semifinal uh, preview, which will come out at some point before the game on Friday. We're going to be amped up recording that one, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, that's, that's our out of town scoreboard. Anything else about, about this weekend at all that you want to get off your chest? Um, I think it kind of went 
uh, the way that the stats would have expected it to. Mm-hmm. Like when we when we did our preview, I think the shot differences between the two teams were very apparent. I think there was like a 250 shot difference across both teams, like throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. And that kind of showed tonight. I think we had a total of like 19 shots or something like that, but we made our chances count. You know, like we have some guys on the team. I like Garrett Waite didn't score tonight, but I think he's shooting like 25% on the season. Mm. I think he has like 11 or 12 goals off of like 40 something shots. Like we, we are, we're, we're a pretty efficient team like with our shooting um i think the um the bc game where we had like 40 something shots was a bit of an anomaly like we usually don't tend to put up those sorts of shot totals so i think the whole getting out shot thing was to be expected at least against providence because that's just their game plan but again murray stood on his head like big Mm -hmm. big claps to him absolutely he was he was unbelievable tonight and i really hope this is going to be like a turning point. We're just, we're just going to kick all cylinders, you know, full gear. We're just going to be rolling. So it had to start at some point. I'm hoping this is going to be the springboard victory because it was a big character win. You know, like everybody, I think that's not really much of a surprise. So those are my closing thoughts. Big character win. Got to use this to keep the momentum going. Playoffs are here, baby. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's go uh i love seeing the boys and uh the coaching staff get in that that circle uh at the center dot that they do after big wins that really fires me up so uh they did one of those tonight against providence and hopefully we'll see one in boston next weekend but uh yeah i think that's all we have for this weekend we were hyped uh it's well into sunday morning when we're recording this but uh as you could tell we're very hyped after that win um other than that um look out for uh what we hope and think is going to be a banger of a midweek episode for you guys we'll just we'll just leave it at that for now but uh uh, keep in touch with us on social media and you'll you'll see something about it later on in the week but other than that uh we're we're absolutely pumped for for friday good win tonight uh thank you guys for listening once again and go umass Keep your eyes peeled, everybody. Go UMass. Take care, everybody. Let's go.